it's a me. You get to be still. Like, like Mario. Like, like, he's like the third brother that was never known. You know what I mean? Oh it's God. like, oh, that would be so good. Ooh. Let's get a pizza after we finish this mission. Oh, that. Oh, hey, hey, hey. In this episode, Padme is betrayed by her uncle. Grievous is betrayed by Doku. And Ashoka is betrayed by... Lion-O? Today we discuss Clone Wars episodes 1-8, 1-9, and 1-10 on this edition of the 11 Parsecs Podcast. Hello and welcome to podcast number 21 of the 11 Parsecs Podcast. My name is Eric. Here with my good buddy John. Hello. And today we are reviewing uh, Season 1, Episodes 8, 9, and 10 of the Clone Wars series. Uh, the last three podcasts, I believe, we've uh, also been covering the Clone Wars, so we're getting into the kind of the heart of Season 1. And um, before we jump into uh, Bomba Jedi, what are you drinking, John? Or what are you about to drink, What John? am I about That's to drink? Yes, yeah, so we, we, we've not uh, done the deed yet. Okay, so this is from Creature Comforts. Uh, it is a hazy double IPA, because what other kind of beer is there? Uh, it's called Duende. Du- Duende? Du- Duende? Oh, D-U-E-N-D-E? Yeah, you pronounce it. Duende. Duende. Yeah, Duende. Duende, okay. So that's mine. It's probably, it's, probably, it's probably like an Irish or Scottish term that I'm absolutely mangling, but I, yeah. I, that's, the way I, that's the way I would pronounce it. I could look it up, how to pronounce it. I almost did that, but then I realized I prefer to live in ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. Ignorance and tasty beer. Yes. So, uh, so okay, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm up in uh, Boston... Massachusetts drinking a clown shoes. Clown shoes always have those like awesome artwork covers, and um, this one is no. Uh, this is Galactica, which is a West Coast style IPA, which uh, is this superhero like woman with a, a hop staff and just like kind of flying through space, which really appeals to me. But uh, I'm ready to drink. I'm, I'm ready. To, <laughs> oh, okay, I'm ready yeah, to yeah. Let's, let's go. Let's go. All right, uh, three, two, one. Ah, all over oh, the keyboard. Don't. That's nice. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, don't bubble over, don't bubble over. Again. Not cavemanning it tonight. Got my nice. Well, it was a cold glass. Now it's kind of. Yeah, something like clown shoes definitely deserves glass. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Every totally beard deserves glass. And, this, and all the, I think all the clown shoes are big boys, aren't they? Uh, everyone I've seen, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think they are. Or at least the ones that they should be in here are. Uh, I got a lot of foam on everything. Still taste. Yeah, I, I I have way too much foam. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to settle. There, you gonna let it sit? Yeah, that's yeah. fine. On the last podcast, you did that too. I don't think you actually drank a sip of your beer until minute uh, twenty three or twenty four of the last podcast. Okay, that's not going to be the case tonight. I know, I know. I'm hoping not because I, I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to drive over and just pour your beers so that they're perfect. And that okay, way you see, can enjoy I need, the beer. you're accusing me of being a bad pourer. <laughs> it's not that. Hey, this is just a foamy beer. It's a hazy double IPA. It's got a lot of head on it. No, no, no. It's that John screwed up. Well, I mean, it, it's consecutive podcasts. God, it's so hazy. <laughs> is it good though? Have you drinking it? I'm gonna I'm gonna pierce the oh, phone. You're still good. I'm gonna pierce there the phone. Go. There I'm piercing. Go. Okay. Mm. Get that get that little nudge on the top of your nose. That's the best. That's part. good. What is that? I, I don't know my hops like I should. I really don't. Citra, Mosaic, and Simcoe. Yeah, that's what, I, I was literally about to say Citra, probably, but no, yeah. Citra just gives it that haze. I think, I think it's, yeah, I think it's a Citra. That's yep. Anyway, so uh, I think there are other other uh, things we can talk about. Yeah, there are. There's uh, three episodes. Season one, episodes eight, nine, and ten. Um, Season, uh, sorry, uh, episode eight is Bombad Jedi. It aired on November 21st, 2008. Uh, I'm going to read you the little prelude. The Clone Wars threaten the unity of the Republic. As battles rage across the galaxy, more worlds succumb to the seductive lure of the Separatists and leave the Republic. On a vital mission of peace, Senator Padme Abadala journeys to the Outer Rim, 
world of Rodia, desperate to ensure its loyalty and its lo- sorry, desperate to ensure its loyalty remains to the Republic. Um, not gonna. <laughs> so let, let me let me. Let, so so basically, whenever I'm watching these episodes, I just take line notes, like like line notes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my my first one is. Padme to Rodia, old family friend, requested that she come, which is, you know, a pretty good plot point. My second one is, oh shit, can't wait to see what John thinks of this episode. How much? Yeah, I, I, like as soon as I as soon as I understood that it was going to be about Jar Jar, then I was just like, oh man. It, it, of course, once I realized, oh, this is a Jar Jar episode, a Jar Jar heavy episode. Um, it, it made yeah, character, you I would say. Yeah, what are you going to do? It, yeah, very, yeah, clearly. Uh, I just, I, right off the bat, the little quibbles because, you know, overall not good, but the, the fact that, um, um, Palpatine like beams in and, and says, you know, I want, you should have had an escort and she says, nah, I don't need an escort. That's stupid. Why would you do that? Yeah. Agreed. Uh, we know why yeah, she totally. does it. We know why she does it. Cause she has to be vulnerable and, and, you know, no, well, the story, yeah, it's, yeah. it's for the story. I got I got a couple of, of, of little notes that, that I that I wrote down. Um, number one, I love that there's just this Jedi robe sitting around. I'm like, is what? Anakin and her like kind of just like hanging out on the weekends? That's how I took that. Over there? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it was a little slip of the because they're trying to hide their love for each other, right? Yeah, that's what, that's what yeah, I'm saying. So it's supposed to be a little slip. Well, well, at first I was like, okay, is Padme actually wearing this? Like, is this a Padme? Like, is this her robe and training? Like, what is going on here? Yeah. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, no, he just left it. Yeah. It's meant to be a slip. Um, yeah, so, so okay, so I, I already kind of gave away the the small uh, thirty second tidbit of the of the episode, but basically, uh, Padme is called uh, from an old friend, Bail Organa, uh, the president, Uncle Anno, I think is the president of Rodia, and uh, he comes down and he's like, you know, you know, we've asked you guys for supplies forever, forever, we haven't got anything, and it ends up being a trap. Uh, insert the little, it's a trap here. Uh, it it you know ends up being a trap. She's been called down here. The separatists are. Uh, taking her back, Newt uh, Gunray is taking her back to um, everyone, you know, as a, as a prisoner of war. And uh, she's been traded for direct supplies going down to this planet, Rhodia. Of course, the the balance, uh, the, uh, how do I say this? The uh, the president or governor or whatever you want to call him feels bad about betraying her. And because she starts saying, oh, you know, you know my dad, you know, for all this time, blah, blah, blah. And uh, then we get this kind of cool Cloud City vibe. Where it's like Lando and Lobot, you know what I mean? Like they're, yeah. they're kind of like, all right, let's switch, let's switch vibes because he keeps talking to his secondary in command, and he's like, "Go have these things done." Like you know, like you, you got a very, I at least got a very big Cloud City vibe from it. But uh, what, what did you think? I think that uh, you could say that Uncle Ono actually makes sensible choices here. He's doing the right thing. So you wait, wait by betraying her or by getting her out of it? He says, if you take him at his word, and why wouldn't you? He's not presented as as duplicitous. So he says that the Republic has failed in its obligations to one of its member worlds, their world. And here's somebody who's willing and able to provide supplies to his starving people. And he emphasizes that they're starving. Yeah. Why times. would he not do that? Yeah. No, I no, I, I get that part. And also, too, you know, this whole time had, had Padme been using the fact that they had a relationship with these people as an, oh, no, don't worry about them. They'll never leave us. You know what I mean? Like, like one of those things, like, of all the... It, did, did this planet fit into the queue for getting supplies a lot later because she felt that she already had a connection with this planet? I don't, that they think, would no, never I don't think she's cynical like that. I think that she tr- genuinely believes that the Senate... Oh, uh, she's a politician. She's a politician, John. Uh, she may not say it. She may not say it. That's okay. All right. 
That's that's a she little. She doesn't play the game. Yeah, she doesn't play the game, but it's it's another thing to say. I know they're starving, but they're on my side. They're in my pocket. They're good. Don't 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 worry about getting them supplies. I think that she would be very upset that they the Republic was unable to meet its obligation, but it can only do what it can do. And she doesn't deny it either. Like she like right. it, whenever they're talking, like she does not deny it. She's just kind of like, yeah, we're we're working on getting it. We're trying. I mean, it was okay. So, so the episode he makes a one, good uh, point. He makes a good he point. Does. He does, and it's it's and, uh, uh, you you start to realize that okay, the Senate acts far too slowly to help starving worlds, and why would you not look at that as proof that you know the Republic should be overthrown? It's too big, inefficient. So, so when. One thing that I had a problem with this episode was it makes Newt Gunray seem uber powerful. Like, they're about to capture Padme. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're about to, like, have her in their grasp, you know, as a prisoner of war. And Newt Gunray's running the show? It's kind of like, wait, what? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I thought that was odd. Eh, I, I didn't pick up on that. I can't disagree with that, but I didn't really pick up on it because he's, he's just the, you know, the bad guy. He's going to be there. You got to have at a this point, He's already failed majestically, you know, in episode one of the movie. So, so it's like, yeah. it's like, why is he, you know, why is this guy still getting, you know, work? You know, anyways. Um, yeah, it, it was neat to seeing because we read Padme books. It's neat seeing her like, like you, you read the action stuff, but it, but it's kind of hard to fathom. But actually seeing her character do this kind of thing. I think that was kind of cool. I mean, we saw that episode, too, but also just seeing her kind of, you know, a little espionage, a little fighting back and stuff like that. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it's a, overall it's it's a fine episode with regard to action. Uh, the um, the big water creature thingy. Yeah, the sea was, creature. Yeah, that's kind of neat. Also, too, the um, I, this was just a weird thing that I wrote down. The crab robot. They specifically call it a crab robot. Yeah, and it looks like a crab. Yes. Did you notice that? Yeah, it has the eye stalks and everything. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's cool. But all the other crab, all the other spider robots or whatever you want to call them that we've seen like in episode two did not have that. Well, I tells you like, that this they one have, looked like. Um, a, they have crabs it was in, like in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, well, yeah, they have crabs. And, uh, and uh, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, Anakin was standing there, yeah. But, uh, but the actual crab robots are, like, detailed for this planet. I, I don't know. Did you catch that? You mean you think we, 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 it's adapted seen, to the water world concept? Well, I don't know. It just looks like it. Like, the visual, the huh. drawing of it actually looks like a legitimate crab, which yeah, would fit in with this much. world. I, yeah, I, which would fit in with this world. Whereas we've seen other crab robots, the same robot, they don't look like that at all. So I just thought it was interesting. I Maybe there's something to that. We haven't really seen world-specific customization, though, in the past, have we? No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, this was like, yeah, that, that, that's what I feel like. Uh, they So there, the Separatists had to send this thing down there, like, you know, within the last month or so, probably whenever they concocted this plan. Yeah. And they were just like, you know what we should do? We should make this look more watery. Why would they? We should bother? make this look like an. Why well, would they that's bother? what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It was a, it was a weird thing that stuck out in my mind. I was just like that crab robot looks like a real crab. And I forget what do you, yeah. what, do you, what do you call that? We we talked about it with the um, the Count Dooku comic where the animals take the uh, oh man what's the word? Hmm? Where a- animals take on human characteristics and um, anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. anthropomorphic you you make me yeah, say it. I can't say it. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I can't say it. That's why I make. Yeah. Yes, anthropomorph. Yeah, yeah. That Anthropo- one. That word. Anthropomorphic. Anthropo- yeah. Anthros. They're just anthro. Anthros. Yeah. Let's be cool kids. Yeah. Anthros. Yeah. They're the end. So I don't know. Just just uh, anthroing a mach- uh, anthroing a machine was kind of a, an odd thing that I just kind of stuck out in my brain. But it, it was. You know, it was what it was. Um, the overall arc of or not arc, but the overall story of. Jar Jar being this mythical looking Jedi and and yeah I don't know uh, probably my least favorite episode we watched thus far 
You know, it finally clicked. Uh, this is a bit of a tangent, but uh, at some point, C-3PO says his typical line about, I know six million forms of communication. And it clicked with me this time like it never has before because we were discussing uh, previously about how many worlds are there in the Republic. And yep. so I started to do some math, and here on Earth, there's about 6,000 or so uh, different languages. So, Is there really that much? Like throughout history or just like today as of somebody, uh, known, a native speaker? Today? Yeah, known languages. They could be dead languages, but... Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, known languages. So if you do the math there, that comes out to about 1,000 worlds, and it's okay. Maybe oh, that's... Oh, interesting. Maybe that's... We were... We were overestimating that in our last podcast. I really did. I I always thought the the, the Galactic Republic was like 50,000 worlds. I I, I still want to say it's something higher than 1,000 worlds. But I found it interesting that maybe that was a marker. And, of course, let's go ahead and say that that was George Lucas way back just writing down a number. Six million forms of communication. But we get to leverage it in the sense of maybe it's telling us something about the size of the Republic. Yeah, and also, too, I mean, a lot of the planets that thus far we've visited in the Clone Wars and other places look sparsely populated compared to what Earth would look like, in my opinion, but maybe I'm wrong. They do, and we know why, right? You can't animate yeah. the whole city. Yeah, yeah, sure. True. Yeah, yeah, there's a, uh, yeah, there's a, uh, a budgetary reason that they probably don't. I don't know. I, yeah, it, my least favorite episode thus far. I mean, is that pretty much your opinion? Yeah, I would say, yeah, overall, sure. It, it's not, I mean, it leads to the next couple of episodes, so I guess, you know, there is it that. It does. So let's move on yeah. to the next episode. Episode 9. Episode 9, Cloak of Darkness, aired December 5th, 2008. Viceroy Gunray captured. Senator Padme Amidala has scored Amidala has scored a victory against the Separatist Alliance in the remote world of Rhodia, securing the arrest of the diabolical Confederate leader Nuke Gunray. The Jedi Council has dispatched Master Luminara Unduli and Anakin Skywalker's Padawan Ahsoka to escort Viceroy to Coruscant under heavy guard. Once there, he will face trial for his many war crimes. I like this episode. I liked it a lot. I, I thought this episode and the next episode were really. I think the next episode was my, my by far my favorite. But I like seeing Luminara as you know a kick-ass Jedi. There was some great, really well drawn fight scenes at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? I mean, they were like they were super quick, which means that those guys had to do you know, I'm saying like thirty to sixty frames to draw out like one. I mean, it was it was very well done. A very good episode. And I say draw out. You know what I mean? I mean actually. The computer generated it, but yeah, I don't know. What'd you think? What was your, what was your overall I, reaction to this I, one, especially yeah. following the last one? I think that, um, the fight scenes were very good. I really had the feeling that Luminara was, was doomed. She was not going to make it out alive. I just, I just had that feeling and I was glad to be wrong because she's a cool character. I've never seen uh, yeah. Her you, you see her in episode three. We do. Um, yes, I think you do. I'm pretty, I, I know her from episode, either episode two or three, I think. Um, so it's a small part, but it's, it's during the, I was going to say, um, it has to be a small it's, part. yeah, it, it's a small part, but I'm pretty sure that she's part of the executive order at the end of it. But, um, yeah, she's a cool Jedi. I've always thought, I mean, she's no kid Fisto, but I mean, you know, she's a, you know, she's a pretty cool Jedi and I've always liked her character. And I think it's cool too, that this kind of shows that, um, that Padawans sometimes just join up with other masters to learn new stuff, you know what I mean? And go on missions based on what the council decides. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, just like with the pre- prior episode, th- it starts off with a a, um, a conceit in order for the action to happen. In this case, it's, okay, they've captured this high-value prisoner. 
All right. High value prisoner. Extremely do we, do we need a fleet of ships to escort? Uh, no, one ship's fine. Just use the one ship. I mean, again, one master, what master, what apprentice. And then this was this was another thing that like kind of got me. The Captain Argos guy or Ar- Argyles. Like now we've introduced Senate Commandos, which is a brand new th- concept to me. Right. Like I didn't know that there were humans that were kind of like above what the clones can do during the war. I had no. And maybe yeah. it's something. It, maybe it's something like a domestic police force. Maybe for the, um, for the Senate. I, I don't know. It was a very interesting thing that I had not even conceived of, honestly. Yeah, but for me that was a dead giveaway. I mean, it's like, oh, you're. Oh yeah, betray. no, no, no. I agree. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like okay, but still, it was very interesting to see him take off his helmet and be like, wait a minute, this isn't a clone. What's going on? Why are these clones actually working for this guy and he's not a Jedi? You know what I mean? Yeah, he had really nice lion o hair. Yeah, he did. It kind of like kind of like wavered a little bit too. Okay, I got, I got a, a trivia question for you. I did not know this because I had to look it up. I thought I had heard uh, Luminar's voice before. Did. Do you know who does her voice work? It did not click anything with me, so I have no idea. So it, it sounded familiar to me, but I could not mm. place it by any means. It's and I probably would never... Uh, yeah, I, I probably would never have placed it. But it is uh, Olivia Diabo, who... No way! This, this, yo, you know who Olivia Diabo... I didn't know who this was. I had to look yeah, at yeah. it, and then like, as, soon as, I, as soon as I saw the picture, I'm like, oh, Conan. That's the girl from Conan. Like, wow. like long time ago. Wow. And um, the princess. And I was like, it's the princess of Conan. And then I also look, and of course, she was the older sister on Wonder Years. Didn't and um, yeah, she was the older Like, she was on like every season of Wonder Years as the older sister. Interesting. Okay, yeah. So I, I didn't know that. I was like, that's a kind of a high profile voice actress. I mean, I would think that it would be. I, I don't know the world of voice acting very well at all. But, um, you know, just getting somebody in there that's a character that I, and it looked like she does her voice constantly, or at least throughout this series. So, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. It, it was very funny. As soon as I saw that picture, I was like, that's the girl from Conan. And I had to remember whether it was Conan the Barbarian or Conan the Destroyer. But the Destroyer is the one where he goes and rescues the princess. So, yeah. Anyway, anyways, just wanted to add that in there. Very cool. Um, yeah. So uh, Ahsoka was a cool character in this. I mean, she was very um, – I have in my notes, Ahsoka goes balls out. She is like – she is ready to fight. Like, she is, she is gung-ho in this thing. She is like, I will play the bad cop inside the room. I will make sure you are protected. She goes against Luminar's orders at the very end, just specifically because she wants to, pretty much. And then she goes down there, and she's right. You know, she yeah, helps free Luminar. Okay, let me push back a little bit. She wasn't playing bad cop. She was an impatient bad cop. She was yeah, willing. Okay. Well, I guess she, she would. No, she did say she was play acting. <clears throat> yeah, she, after after she backs off. She backs off a little bit when Luminar confronts her about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah but it, I got a lot of uh, impatience. And yeah, agree with that. Totally agree with that. And that's that what Luminar was chastising yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and beyond that, regarding Luminar herself, again, there's a lot of arrogance with the Jedi. You just see a lot of arrogance coming through. That that they they're not cautious. They're like, I can take this. I'm going to jump down the shaft. Well, don't yeah. don't be an idiot. How about that? Don't charge into the so, room and get and get trapped in the cell. So so. A couple of things that I had in my notes. Um, there was a head chop off, which I, I'm very, I'm very keen. After we all talked about the the Jango Fett head chop off, right? I'm I'm very keen on catching head chop offs, and uh, definitely Saj Ventures had a head chop off in this episode. We need to have a little tally sheet, I think, that just keeps <laughs> up with uh, head chop offs. Yeah, because I definitely picked up on it. I uh, you see it, and it's it's like, yep, there's they're they're playing or paying homage to to um, episode the two, Fett. yeah. 
But I mean, it was it was a good episode. I mean, a lot, a, well, a lot more fighting in this episode. Yes. I think that that's why I, I liked it better because I think it was really well done and really well drawn. The the main thing with this episode, uh, I don't know the this this has to be a trope in the same sense that you can identify the episode that is effectively running around the Death Star. This is the type of episode where you can see everything going wrong, and you know it's going to keep going wrong, and you can't stop it because they keep making mistakes. And the bad guy is always a step or two ahead of them. Yeah, they capitalize on them yeah. almost immediately. And it's, no, it's, it, it can be really frustrating. Of course, it drives the story along. But I, I, I really wonder what the name of that trope is because there has to be one. I was really, really hoping that Asajj would just kill New Gunray just immediately. <laughs> like like that, that was her mission. Like She right. was just kind of like, I'm not going to rescue him. I don't want him talking. I'm just going to kill him. Well, that, that was know, a good that moment. Good moment. Said a really dark, tone, very, very dark. Uh, but that was yeah. a good moment when I think it was Ahsoka who said, "You know, maybe they're or somebody said, you know, they're not necessarily coming to rescue you." Yes, yeah, it was Ahsoka. Yeah, and yeah. she and she and she has a for you know foresight to to know that you know and be like you know I'm protecting you as much as I'm keeping you in here. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was a good moment. Yeah, I like Asajj. I like Asajj. He's a good character. I like uh, the bomb planning. I felt bad for the little three twenty seven T droid. You knew he was going to get crushed or crumbled or something, just going in there looking around, her dancing around behind But he him. made it out okay, right? He wasn't hurt. Uh, I remember something he, falling he, from, he, on him at yeah, one point. Well, trapped did he wheel his, out? He wheel, yeah, they, they freed him and he wheeled away. And that, where did we see that guy? Because that was a callback to... Oh, I was looking at... I, he looked like Short Circuit to me. Well, Do you remember I mean, like the, the... Yeah, Johnny Five. But no, Five, no, yeah. he's from Star Wars. I just can't remember exactly which movie it was. He is? Yes. Oh. Now I'm going to have to go look it up. You're going to have to go look it up. Um, mm. I want to. I want to say it's uh, on Hoth. On Hoth, uh, Han talks to him. I gotta go look that up now, because I'm really just pulling that out of nowhere. I, he he is uh, he has been seen before. That type of droid or that specific that type droid? of droid. I don't know the droid's okay, name. Okay, okay. I'm just making sure. I didn't. I didn't. I was like. I was like. How did you know it was the one that he Han talked to? <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if it was? Let's follow that that droid's arc. Yeah, so that, that's that's the whole that's the whole next uh, trilogy. What if what if um, you concocted an entire sci-fi saga centered around droids that happened to witness this amazing like arc of history? What about that? So there is a comic book uh, series called Droids that was it was an old canon comic book. It was pre Marvel, I think. Yeah, that centered on um, C three PO and R two D two. And then I think that they're in the new can that there is another like one off. So and I think it's a collection of stories that is not just C three PO and R two D two, but a lot of the different droids that you see. Um, well, I mean, you got IG eighty eight. I mean, he was a pretty big part of Mandalorian. You know, okay, your knowledge is is deep and impressive, and yet you missed my entire joke. That is Star oh, Wars. That's the whole Star Wars. Lucas wrote it where C three PO and R two D two are the main characters, and they they witness the whole thing. Did you not know that? Wait, 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 wait. wait I'm not wait. kidding. They, I'm not, I'm not the, joking. That, the, they they are the witnesses to history. They are they serve that role as being the witnesses to history. That was the idea. Oh, okay. I that was the idea, and it was sounds like a really cool idea at the beginning. That's but reality. The Skywalkers. I mean, they're the main I, actors. I'm not saying that R2D2 and C3PO are the main characters. So you're saying they're like the the the, the chroniclers they're like they're, the librarians they're like the the people that, that the, know all the stuff at the right time in a, in a, okay i don't know if that's the way i put it but they are the i can't say it any better they're the witnesses to this history happening 
they they serve as the bridge, as the framework for the audience learning the history, hearing so like the story. The, so the jester that goes from court to court, or like yeah. uh or just okay, so a chronicler, yeah, like okay, anyway, right, fair enough. Yeah. That I'm, I'm not yeah. kidding. That and really you, you was see, you see, his idea. No, no, no. I know, no, no. I get it. You see that trip a lot in like, uh, like uh, kind of high fantasy novels. You have like the either the jester or the, the chronicler or. Like in Dragonlance, is Galeen, who's like this guy that's just writing this book. He's writing the book the entire time. He's just this like demigod that writes a book, and he's writing down the history of everything. So I, I get that. It, it, that's that's. I get. There's got to be a, a name for that type of character, though. I would. Think. There certainly is, and I, I was just um, years ago that I studied that kind of stuff, so I don't remember it anymore. You remember uh, the movie Dragonheart? Yeah, yeah. All right the the um, the the fool the the bard the poet the. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's, kind that's, of that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah the jester exactly. that moves from court to court, that yeah. yeah, sings songs and the bard. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. We need to. All right, we will look that up. We will add to the show notes. What do you call that type of character? Yeah, that'd be I, good. I like it. Now, all right, now, now that you say that, I agree with that. I thought you were saying is they're the main like no stories hinged on them, and I guess they kind of no. do actually though with R two D two. Well, yeah, I mean, in, in, but but in but, sense, but there's yeah. but but it's not like they're pivotal. They're just an audience that's along with the audience. They're they're yeah they're the the wire. And you hang the stories on that wire. They're yeah, the thread. They're the, I agree with that. They're the through line. And I'm sorry I did not get your joke, John. Seriously. I mean, I thought I was being clever, <laughs> and you're like, just going on just with more breezed, knowledge. Breezed and, right over my head. Yeah. Breezed right over my head. I thought you were actually asking an actual question about, has there ever been any piece of Well, I thought it was important to, to frame it or to, with the right tone of being serious, not tongue-in-cheek. Now yeah, I know fair better. Enough. Fair enough. All right, let's move on mm-hmm. to the best episode out of the three. Sure. By far. Yeah. By far. We, we've, we've talked about it on this podcast. We wanted way more info on Grievous. Because we talked, we'd, we we said, we talked about, I think it was two podcasts ago in 19, that we didn't have barely any background on him, how he came about. Is he even organic or is he mainly machine? Like, we, we didn't have anything on it. And that's what these, this Clone Wars little episode right here and the comic, you know, coming up with the next podcast fit in perfectly. So, episode 10. Lair of Grievous, aired December 12, 2008. Viceroy Gunray escapes en route to Coruscant to stand trial for war crimes. Evil Separatist leader Newt Gunray has broken free of his Jedi escort. With the help of Count Doku's sinister agents, the villainous Viceroy has made a daring getaway. Alerted to the bold prison break, Jedi Master Kit Fisto has traced the stolen ship to a remote system, hoping to recapture Gunray and return him to justice. Yeah, as soon as the I saw good. Kim Fisto... Wait, what Kit. is it? Kit, Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto. Sorry, sorry. The one guy to get you it know, wrong to. You know my love for Kit Fisto. I know. As, soon as, know I saw, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, okay. Yeah, Although I have him. to say, I have to say, we've seen him in print. We've seen him a little bit in some of the movies. Mm-hmm. We don't really hear him talk. Mm-hmm. I can understand if there was a Jamaican Star Wars population that is mad that there is a guy with pretty much dreadlocks. Yep. That sounds Jamaican. Yeah. I like I like I hadn't really heard him speak that much up until now. And whenever I heard that kind of Jamaican accent come out, I was kinda of like, Oh, I don't know about that one. Might have been a bad call, but that's you know, that's today versus whatever, you know, this came out. It really does been. make you wonder, yeah. why but I, why I, do you have to do that? When he started talking, I was just like, mm-mm. <laughs> no, probably shouldn't have done that one. <laughs> but and and it stinks because I love Kid Fisto. I love reading him on him com- you know, the comic books. I love seeing, you know, him fight and everything. But I really did not expect that kind of uh Jamaican accent to come out. And I was like, Oh yeah. 
But anyways, we'll get we'll, we'll I move th- on. Past they that. really should have much more fun with it and play against expectations and have like Kit Fisto have like a a deep Italiano accent. You yeah, know, just seriously. Something, yes, that something would, I would just I would have been like that is perfect. Like because I would have been like I never would have thought that. You know what I mean? Like, like it was just like like you did. Just but it would knock you, you out of the story, and you know that's they can't do that. It's a me, you get the still like, like a Mario, like like he's like the third brother that was never known. You know what I mean? Oh it's God. like oh, that'd be so good. Woo. Let's get a pizza after we finish this mission. Oh, that, oh hey, hey, so hey we're talking about accents here, not culture. No, sorry, the sorry, line. sorry, sorry. My bad. Um, and I did cross the line there. Uh, so yeah, so okay, number one, and this is this is my notes exactly. I, w- I want to make sure that that I'm on the same page with you because I'm pretty positive. I'm. 99.99% positive you had the exact same feeling, or at least if you didn't write it down. I said, Vice Rose on the run, Fisto, hell yeah, kept going after him. And then the next the next line is, Droid slash, I mean, sorry, Dreads slash Braids equals Jamaican Fisto, oh no. And then the next the next line on my notes is, oh man, this new Jedi is going to die. Moses, all the fog that he wants, he's going to die. Oh yeah, totally going to die. You knew, you knew immediately. Yeah. You knew immediately once he's introduced. Absolutely going to die. Because his first his first thing that he does, and if you don't remember this episode, basically there's this foggy uh, temple layer thing that they're trying to get into. That's of course Grievous's layer, but uh, they can't see because there's all this fog. And he does this Moses thing where he just spreads the fog out, like parts the waters, and uh, and Kit Fisto is just kind of like, okay, you know, keep going. And uh, you can just see that it's just this display to, to Master Fisto that, that he's one of them. I mean, he just got his mastership, I think, is what it was. He is a Jedi Knight. He's a Knight. He's not a Master. Yeah, correct. You know, so he, he wants to prove to Kit Fisto that you know he can do all this stuff. So it, and it's a really well drawn scene too. Honestly, like all this fog just clears, and you see this build cool temple that's got this kind of steampunk thing. And um, yeah, as soon as he did that, I was just like, this guy's not making. He is not making it through this episode at all. Yeah, he's, he's got that that attitude again. I, there's got to be a name for a trope uh, that, yeah, that totally. picks up on that. The eager yeah. beaver. I'm gonna. I can take on the yeah. world. Yes, that's um, exactly it. Yeah, no, I, yeah, you see that a lot. Yeah, you totally see that a lot. But usually they get um, a, a little bit of humility by the by the end of whatever it is. Not wait, death, who said but, that? Hey. Who said that in Star Wars? I feel like I could take on the whole empire myself. Yeah, okay, that was the master. that was that was Luke's um, co-pilot gunner person in Battle of Hoth, wasn't it? Feeling all right, sir? Just like new, Dak. How about you? Right now, I feel like I take on the whole empire myself. I know what you mean. I think it was, and he he died. Was it? Oh yeah, he he, he died. Yeah, so, well, yeah, you sure can't, yeah. It's it's like well, it's one of those dead giveaway lines. Like you're dead. Yeah, you know what's coming. Yeah, yeah agreed. So you mentioned the lair. What, what did you? I have a problem with that. What what did you, what did you think of Grievous's lair? I thought that seeing the statues of him as his organic self was kind of cool because it it clued the watcher in to be like, is that Grievous? Like. Holy crap! Like that's yeah, because you know that you, that was you well know done. the name of the episode. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. I think the it looked very and, and I say steampunk, but part of that is just because it looked like it had these pipes all over the place. They would pipe in electricity. They would pipe in water, uh, literal steam at some places, and then he had these cool little kind of uh, rock wall puzzles to get into places that only he would know, or the combinations that you know somebody would have to know to get into places. But then you go behind that rock door, and there's like this computer station room. You know what I mean? It was like this weird mix uh, almost inside the layer is that what you took from it 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 was like who would actually have a layer like this it it it, no one says i'm going to have a haunted house um aesthetic for my my uh, important layer 
it makes no it, it's done for atmospherics it's done to set the mood for the environment but it makes no sense Agreed. and it gets to something that always bothers me and i guess i'm going to call it the the death star break room problem where like, there's no couch what does he do does he not relax and watch some tv or something some hollow tv I'm is sure he just he bad does. and evil the whole time well you don't have time to do a lot john you're trying to take over the universe mm-hmm. you remember in his mind he doesn't know about about sidious or any of that but yeah i don't know maybe he doesn't need to i don't i don't that, that's the point of this episode i know nothing about grievous well, you still I don't, don't know really, about him. You, you know that he chose to convert himself into a cyborg, piece by Agreed. piece, to become more strong, to become more. But powerful. are you expecting him to like like show his poetry books? Like like what do you want from this? <laughs> Actually, that would would <laughs> that not tell you so much more about the character if they if they opened one door and it's like this must be his personal quarters or whatever yeah, the hell, his, his bedroom. Okay, Right. And it's a bunch of books that they kind of scan the books. It's got like, stuff okay, on, the, on the on the shelves, and there's some art on the wall. I mean, they would got a really cool poster of Dale Murphy, they, like they, with an electric baseball bat. He's I like, was oh, thinking like baseball. the classic kitty cat on the limb. Hang in there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They would that would tell you a thousand percent more about the character, any character, than just walking through this 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 really bizarre thing. It's like it was made out of wrought iron and everything. It's like all all the warmth of a cooking pot, you know, living inside so, of a so massive cooking pot. I, I have two big notes that I definitely want to cover. Number one was I felt the the story in the middle of it got comparable to the Saul movies, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. You, like, like you get this kind of like aesthetic of like, you've got to get out of this room now. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Right. And then number two, the biggest thing of this whole episode that I, I almost screamed whenever I saw it, the doctor. Oh, the doctor's voice was fantastic. I'm trying to think if there, if there was anything. So, anyways, I, I thought this was a really good episode, though. I, I liked overall. Um, so, the T-Rex scream was from Jurassic Park, I think, also. The T-Rex scream? The, the, well, it's not the T-Rex. The mechanical, like, half-beast, half, the half-dinosaur, half... Oh, the, the uh, gore? Was it gore? Yeah, gore. That's what, yeah, yeah, that's what he named him. I forgot about that. Right. And I thought there was a little bit of a comical when he dies, kind of like his pet dog dies. Like Grievous was kind of like, oh, like, like you hear a little yeah, bit of like yeah. his voice. Yeah, I didn't get the pet dog thing, but but yeah, I mean, it was, it, yeah, in a sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can go along with that. That was gross. They dismembered the, the poor creature. That was kind of kind of gross. Um, the, the, the one thing at the last note that I made was there towards the end. I think it was right at the end when, oh, who's making the point? Yoda said something about... Um, you you don't answer power with power, like that's yeah that was yeah yeah that, that's and, uh, the stupidest wait, wait, wait. thing ever said. What do you well, mean wait, you don't wait. answer was, power that, with power? That was Fisto saying that Yoda taught him that though, right? I thought Yoda said it. Well, where's Yoda in this episode? At the very end, they they like some. They, oh yes, you're right. A re- he's back like, giving the yeah. He's giving the report back. You're right. You're, that's exactly what it is. You're right. Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those trite sayings that sounds. Deep and it's one of those ones that it well no no it's one of those ones that really shows the hubris of the Jedi at this point like like everybody I think even somebody that doesn't keep up with the show would still be like really dude like come on you're like the most powerful being in the universe like like you it's easy for you to say that you know what I mean well if you look at the list of um, uh, events or, or moments where the Jedi very specifically answered power with power it's a very long list. Because that's what you do. If you don't answer power with power, I mean, you're doing that whole, I'm going to bend in the wind and, you know, let let you fly by with your own weight against you, that kind of thing, like kung fu thing. But you, that doesn't work in a fight. Eventually, you have to meet the power with power. 
Why it's is a, it's why a, is Yoda leading a clone army if you don't meet power with power? Yeah, why, why did you take up that clone army? Right. You had the decision not to if you didn't want to. It, it's, it's yeah, you, t- you totally saw it, and you even said that you needed it. It's it, it's like you know it would look good on like an Etsy uh, inspirational poster that you put on your wall, but it it makes no sense. It it just makes no sense on any level, and that's annoying. I agree, but again, I think it's also to show the hubris, though, of, of where the Jedi are. I think it's to show the philosophy doesn't even make any sense. And that gets back to the, my ongoing thing about they keep, you know, from time to time they go on and on about the balance of the Force. And yet what they mean by that is all light, no dark. How is that balance of the Force? Right? Right. You should... Yeah, there, there's... There, well, this goes back to that, that Doku thing that we talked about where Doku was he would claim that there was really three different sides, right? Like he was like the dark, the light, and then the, the balance part. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, that, that kind of shows that he's, what do I say? How do I say this? That kind of shows that his, what? What'd you say? More enlightened maybe than. No. Well, maybe uh, in a sense. Well, whenever, whenever he has that thing where he goes back, um, where he gets trapped and he almost dies and he and oh, I forget the, man this terrible I forget the name of the Jedi that, that trained him his master, not Yoda but the other one, uh, and his partner. Oh, what is oh, man? I'm forgetting their names. <laughs> I'm gonna say Sifo-Dyas, knowing that it is no, it, no 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 it is Sifo-Dyas. Oh, that's exactly what it is. But who is but who is right. the um, who is the master for Sifo-Dyas? They took him all around. Oh, remember she like cared for him whenever he was like sick and stuff and Ventress. her Doku. No, it was her, Doku, and sifo got trapped uh, on that planet where they got sucked into, like, the ground, and they almost died. Yeah. And she told him to wrap the armband thing around them. Right. And, you know, repeat about the three different types, the light, the dark, and then the, the balance part of it, or the gray or the balance part of it. But anyways, it, 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 it kind of shows that there's not just two forces at work here, and I felt that that was a little bit deeper than what the movies and stuff went into, but maybe I'm wrong, so... When you, it's, talk about, it's, when you talk about Yoda and the light in the dark, that's what reminded it's, me of it. It's, it, that, that thing, that part of uh, Star Wars is always going to bother me because it's completely, it's it's like said as a as a, a catchphrase, as a, what do you call it, cate- catechism in, in religion? It's just the thing you say, you know, peace be with you and also with you, whatever that is. Like the thing you, you patternistically repeat yes. when you don't really. Yeah. But it's not explored, uh, at least right. not that I'm aware of. Um, and it, it, again, if you have the good, good side, the light side of the force, the dark side of the force, if you're saying there should be a balance between the two, that basically means for every puppy you save, you're going to kill a kitten. Or that you're willing to really. Okay. Sure. What, what do you mean? I'm willing to well, kill no, a cat. I, I, I am willing to kill a cat. Just so no, 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 stop. We're not recording that. We are not recording that. <laughs> not <laughs> on the Peter. podcast. I'm just, <laughs> cats are evil and they need to die. <laughs> Be the short list really quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they hate they hate whaling ships in our podcast for some reason. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, how do we how do we loop this back in? We've kind of gone off on a tangent. Uh, that's my fault. I don't think you loop, loop it back in. It's just was a trite little saying that annoyed me, and the end of the episode. That that was it. Okay. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a good episode, though. I mean, I, you know, I thought I thought by far it was the best. Hmm. It was a was it no. It, it was a good episode. It really was. It just yeah. a couple things always bother me, and that is when you, when you the aesthetics of his house. You did not like that he didn't have a basement where he show killed. me his couch. Show me his posters. That's what I want to see. Yeah. 
Yeah, fair enough. I, I agree with that. Overall, let's rate all three of them. Yeah. As a group or individually? No, 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 no. Separately. Oh, okay. we got to go separately with this. Um, I'm going to say, for me, and I'm, I'm going to be first. I'm going to say it now. Uh, I'm going to give uh, Layer of Grievous an 82. I'm going to give the middle one... I forget the name of it. Uh, I'm going to give the middle one a 75. And then I'm going to give Bombard Jedi uh, a 45. Holy cow! You hated that episode. Yeah. Well, it was just... It wasn't, I don't know. God, you, you're so much harsher than I am. You're like the guy who never leaves a tip. No, I always leave a tip number one. I tip very well, thank you. But that one was that one was bad. That was the worst episode I've watched. Well, so okay, far. so actively bad, like bad, bad. Like they they should not have aired this episode. If you're under fifty, that's what that says to me. It's like they they really made a mistake. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, well, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. That it wasn't bad. It I shouldn't was, talk you out of your number, though. No, you're not talking me out of my number, but I'm putting my threshold for this should have ever aired at under, like, 35. Like, okay. I'm not the prime audience for this. So, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know. Yeah. I can think it's bad all day. And some other, you know, it, it, let me take that back. I can think it's bad all day, but my son can love the episode, and I'm very happy when he loves the episode. So, you know what I mean? Right. So, it's kind of like a, you know, whatever. We, we should probably but, keep that in mind, yes. We're definitely not the target audience. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to say, uh, let me also go backwards. So the, the layer one, uh, low eighties, the, the, um, capturing what's his face gun Ray episode. I'm going to say cloak of darkness. I virtually okay. forgot that mid eighties and maybe, maybe mid eighties, a little bit higher than the third one. And then the first episode, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, low seventies, maybe, maybe high sixties. Wow. For me, that's really low. Yeah, I guess it is. I yeah, didn't hate the episode. I, I didn't hate it. I just, you know, it's not not what I'm hoping to watch. I'm much more engaged. I was much. I'm sure you're the same. I was much more engaged with the second episode, and I was definitely engaged in the third episode, uh, even though parts of it were really annoying. Stupid fist. I, I, I'm wondering if if we're going to start to see arcs, like three or four episode arcs, where the first one is the one that we both really don't like because it's setting up something at the end of that episode that's yeah. just filler at the beginning of the, the first part of the episode. And then it's like two and three. We're like, okay, now we're getting to the meat of it. And now, now we're advancing our knowledge of the Star Wars universe, which you know we both enjoy. So I, I think that's probably going to be a, a pattern that we see as we start watching this. And honestly, we we talked about it last week we didn't realize that all three of these were one arc no we just happened to kind of look at the names and we're like yeah let's just watch three of them yeah so um yeah so i'm glad we kind of did i'm glad we finished the arc and didn't leave it hanging because i mean i think that the the last episode for me at least made the first episode better which was hard to do <laughs> but but no but but no but knowing that it had to be like the, the ending of that had to be in play before you know two and three could happen it was pretty good yep yeah it was a nice little nice little arc very happy with that Okay, so as we do at the end of every episode, John, what are you watching? Um, so non Star Wars. Wait, what? Oh, it can't be the Bad Batch. Fine, you can say the Bad. You can well, say the bad I'm torn on that, right? Because you know, it's, it's something. We no, it's it's well. So have so you let's watched? Be honest, the if, we, if we were doing, no, I have not watched it. Oh, Batch okay. I can't talk about it then. So much for that. So moving on to uh, what about Loki? Are you watching Loki? <laughs> I am watching Loki. Yeah, I do greatly enjoy Loki. Loki is a weird. It's a weird, uh, it's a weird placement for me if I'm comparing it to Wanda and uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, it's it's sub Wanda for me, but it's much better than Falcon Winter Soldier, or at least the thinking part of it, or the way it's mixing in the comic history and everything is. I, I enjoyed Falcon Winter Soldier for the 
the fighting aspect of it. And I thought the actors were great. I thought I'm not, I'm not crapping on that show at all, but I do like Loki because it's almost as good as WandaVision. Do is we, that where you're do, at? do we know anything about like how, how many episodes is Loki going to be? Six. We're halfway done. You're, we're halfway through this thing. Yeah, there's three, three episodes down. Uh, there's six total episodes. I now hate this. I now hate this show because oh, I was going man. to say because you want because you wanted to explore way more. They they it's going to leave you on a tangent. They, seriously, because they have really been, if you will pardon this, taking their time. the The episodes are very. Um, they they let the the space breathe, and I thought for that reason they must have like at least ten, twelve episodes of this puppy lined up just for this season. But if you're telling me that the what we've seen so far is half, holy cow! It's either going to accelerate like crazy, or yeah, it's going to be this huge tease with a massive cliffhanger. And I think it's going to be the tease with a massive cliffhanger. Well, I really do. see, like, 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 and the only reason I say that is because we're getting close to, you know, the, this first batch of the next phase of movies, and I think that that's going to be, and and it's also interesting, a huge concept, and I'm not giving away spoilers or anything, but. Um, the TVA is just an absolutely massive universe bending concept. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like, yeah, that, that they've got to just kind of fit in there and kind of, I don't think they want to expand on it too much because maybe they haven't even defined it that much yet. You know what I mean? That would be disappointing if they haven't, I mean, you, you're doing something. It's kind of like, if, I mean, can you imagine like starting a, say a star Wars trilogy without knowing where you were going with the trilogy? Can you imagine that ever, <laughs> ever? Happening? Yeah, seriously. Like thinking you had one movie to deal with instead of nine, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's that's comics to a to a T. I mean, it's it's just like a that was a Jankel Abrams, you just so you know. No, no, I got it. No, well, I was I was saying with Lucas because I mean he kind of had a. Don't third you dare speak movie. ill of Lucas. <laughs> well, it's both of them. Really. I mean, you don't know it's movies. You, you have no clue. He had at least Luke. Don't make me defend Lucas because some of his <laughs> ideas are really bizarre. Did you ever hear about where uh, his episode seven, eight, nine were going? No, I well, I mean, like Luke Starkiller, like that whole thing, or like the Skywar Skywalker saga. He did have an idea for, I think, at least seven uh, years and years and years ago, and it had to do with we were going to go into the microscopic world of the Force and something about oh, the wills, man. like W H I L L S. I mean, the guy had some good ideas. Well, the wills, the wills are ideas. in the wills are in Rogue One. The what? We see microscopic Force people in Rogue One. Well, they're not. Who are the wills? We'll, we'll, well, in Rogue One, they're a collective of Jedi Force sensitive people. Well, I shouldn't say Jedi. There are Force sensitive people that. Um. Yeah, well, well, let's get to that when we get to Rogue One. The blind guy. But it, it, but yeah, the blind guy and his. his yeah, blind, that if they uh, named him the the wills, that was. It, it, it may just be a name wills, after. Yeah, yeah, but not, yeah, yeah no, 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 no. This was. This was to go down to the to the level of the the mito- mitochondria. What were they called? Mitochondria. Not mitochondria. No, That's no, the powerhouse no, no. of the cell. Yes, yes. yes. No, um, midichlorians. Midichlorians. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's where he wanted to go with it. So he's got some terrible ideas, too. But how do we get on this again? You said something about Abrams <laughs> being terrible. This is the terrible. best part. Yeah. This is the best part, of the, this is the best part of this podcast is I could tell your brain was churning and almost getting mad about the midichlorians and everything. <laughs> and then I was, I was I literally thought to myself, I was like, where did we get to from this? I don't know. And I was like, oh, yeah, because you, you, were, you were defending... You were defending Lucas because you were mad at Abrams. Because, That's what it was. But Lucas at least did have a, a an arc drafted out like a high level. Yes, but high okay, level. So, so let, let me let me let me say that I'm Kathleen Kennedy, okay, and I don't know who's going to be directing my second and third movie of a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have no clue. 
Uh, I'm looking for hot directors that come off of movies that are a little edgy, but not as edgy as, as something that we wouldn't want at Disney. You know what I mean? Like, so, so there's a weird balancing act there. I get it. Um, I am dealing with such high profile. Pe- I'm already defending eight and nine and I shouldn't be doing this, Yep. but we'll get to it later in the thing. I'm already, I'm hiring extremely expensive people with brilliant ideas. I have to give them the leverage to create stories or, or edit stories or move stories around to, to get them to do this job, honestly. You know what I mean? I, you know, there's it's, your mistake it's, it's, right it's, there. That's your mistake. You, okay. You didn't have I'm, a framework. I'm not, I'm not defending that. I'm not defending that. I'm saying I do have a story group that can hopefully bend things the way that they want, but these are also really headstrong directors. These are people that, you know, have their own ideas and they want to do their thing. And, you know, I, 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 yeah, we'll talk about it when we get to eight and nine or seven, eight, nine. And, um, but it, it's a tough spot. And I think that, yeah, well, we'll talk well, about what it you're describing. Yeah. It, that's how you end up with, with episode nine, which is basically a dumpster fire full of mangy kittens. <laughs> God, Peter's going to hate us after this episode. Jesus We'll get to that when we So get anyway, to so right. Loki, six episodes. I shouldn't be too yeah. upset because, after all, WandaVision only had six episodes, and look what they did. They are, they were able to pull off. WandaVision's the... story started slow, but mm-hmm. it by the third episode, yeah. you were in. And like, then by episode like... six, the ending of it, uh, I was really hooked. I so really, I, I don't, I don't, I, we're, we're not, we're not, um, we're not going to spoil anything with Loki, but I think, I think it's fair to say for me at least that this last episode was fillerish almost. Like it was, it didn't move the plot line along. That well, that's I mean, what I, I mean by they're, gonna... they're really taking their time, and I I like yeah. that if you have the space to do it. But if you're chewing up, what is six? One out of six is that eighteen percent? Yeah, but yeah, but you're also but you're also trying to flesh out the two characters. Well, one of them's yes. been fleshed out so much. One of them's been fleshed out so much that it, yeah, it wasn't about him. Not about him. It was about yeah, about her yeah. trying to flesh her out more. I mean, you know, I don't know. It was it was without giving anything away. It was it was my least favorite. Out of the three, um, but I still like the I still like the uh, the external meta factors that are going into this show so far. I do and, have to uh, say, I'm eager just, to see. I'm eager to see what happens. You, you, so, so, so that people don't think I just don't know what I'm talking about. I was doing a big joke about how Wandavision really only had six good episodes, and you did not respond to that. Oh, how many did it have? It had eight, ten, uh, nine, or nine or ten or nine. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. seven, eight, nine no. sucked. That's what it was. So let's talk about seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. But now I'll tell you this very quickly. Yeah. WandaVision, a big part of its appeal to me was the, was the shtick, was was the the novelty of, oh, they're in the 50s, oh, they're in the 60s, oh, they're in the 70s. Yeah, agreed. That was agreed. neat. If you take that away, the core, the underlying story, yes, it has some appeal, but not anywhere near the, the attractiveness of of that shtick with Loki, there's no, no such shtick. It's just well, story. So, yeah, so I enjoyed the shtick. I thought the shtick was good. I thought the shtick was. I thought the shtick worked because you had really good actors and actresses. They're showing like, off. It was, I mean, it was, it was, the, the production yeah, yeah, they were, were they, showing off, and and I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. They could do it. Yeah, cool. and they could they, they could the chops to do it. That's what made it so good. Um, the other external factor, which I'm you know is kind of the same external factor as Loki. That was introduced though with WandaVision was a big step forward again. Like it was a very big like, wait a minute. So what is this now? Like like this this is not just one thing. This is multiple. Th- you know what I mean? So it's like I don't want to. I think in the end they're both going to introduce the same concept for the new Doctor Strange movie, I and mean, that's the whole point of it. You know? Right. Yeah. That. So, I'm very curious so, about that. Yes. So I think that this one's. I do agree with you. This one will be. I, I think is going to be a little bit more of a tease at the end of it versus. Um, 
the straightforward, well, I shouldn't say straightforward, but the, the ending of Wanda where um, I think you're just going to kind of see the same thing in a different form. But we'll see. Uh, let's not get too much into it. What else are you watching, John, besides Loki? you got to be watching something else. Well, The Bad Batch, but we're not talking about that one. Oh, yeah, we're not talking about that. No. It... All right, so uh, other than Loki, I've been watching Clarkson's Farm. Have you seen that, the advertisements for it? I've not even heard of that. What is that? Clarkson, Jeremy Clarkson from Top Gear. Okay, yeah. So during the, what is it on? Yeah, so, uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Really? Okay, now I yeah, know what I'm so doing he bought, after I uh, watch him. Yeah, so he bought a, he well, he, he's had it for years, I think, but he bought this huge farm that he, uh, and this is a massive farm. Like, it's in, oh, man, it's I think it's like west of Bath, but I, I'm not sure hmm. exactly where it's at in the UK. But basically, it's this huge farm. He owns... I, I don't remember the exact, I mean, we're talking hundreds of acres, you know, and he's, each of them has plots, you know, hedgerows and everything that kind of divides them. And he's been paying this guy, I guess, for the last couple of years to, to farm it for him, you know, to manage fees. And then this year when the pandemic set in, he decided that he was going to farm it. And uh, the whole show is him like, like trying to learn, you know, how to do stuff and how to manage. And a lot of it's more management versus actually like in the dirt. Well, I take it back. There's a lot of in the dirt too, but uh, in the cast of characters that he kind of, uh, employees and stuff, and it's really, really good. Like, um, yeah, I, I don't want to ruin it. it there's, there's a lot of different parts. Like, uh, one of them is about sheep. One of them is about wilding, which is uh, where you uh, leave land to the wild, and the government gives you like a tax break and some other stuff. Hmm. And um, which is completely ironic, you know, knowing him and his politics. So it, it's it's yeah. a really good show. Yeah. Definitely worth the watch. Um, I, I'll plug it all day. Like, it's that good. It's such a good show. I, I've never heard of that before, but yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, other than that, though, I think the only thing I'm watching is Loki. Oh, oh, this is Pop. There's a, there's a, this really quick. There's a series on Netflix called This Is Pop, which is, um, I think it's like eight episodes where, like, the first episode was about boys to men. The second episode, I think, it was about boy bands in general. Um, and then the fourth episode was about Brit Pop. You, you, you just need to watch. If you're, if you're a, a child in their 30s, 40s, or 50s, you will go back and remember these and be like, I know exactly when that happened. I know exactly when that album was released. Um, and it's, it's, it's a very good, just kind of like small documentary series about the sounds, uh, that came out of those boy bands, like what boy bands influenced other boy bands. And it's really good, really quality. So it's called Clarkson Farms. Okay. Yeah. Clarkson's Farm. Clarkson's Farm. All right. Very on good. Amazon Prime. The this is pop. This is pop is on Netflix, I believe. Yeah. Okay. It stinks having to like, <laughs> it stinks having to like, uh, like name out like networks now like like there's used to be two or three different uh, websites you could go to like uh, where's the streaming or something like that would would tell you, you can, exactly where yeah, no, you no, look no. at it, that it, you can do that now the little trick there is you just google it uh like Clarkson's farm and google will pop up a little box on the sidebar yeah um that that will give you watch options and usually they'll list the primary but you can click Oh, you're being serious. I thought you, I thought you were being an ass. Okay, I'm not, you're being serious. When have I ever been an ass? <laughs> Wait, let me let me let me let me give you the play by play. I just want to kill happened. a bunch of kids. I really wish there was fun. a website. I wish there was. I wish there was a website where I could go to that would just tell me where something was streamed for. And, and I you said, said, Google. Well, you, you can type Google. it in Google. Yeah, I, that's I, right. I was right. saying. You said that it, I was like, no, okay, it's okay, one of the things it it hands you on a silver platter if you if you look at it. If you may not even know it's there because it's in a little sidebar thing, but but it does show you and often. It's going to be you know something that I don't have access to, but it is there. But you're right; yeah, it is true. extremely frustrating. I think. Do you do you remember TiVo? Yeah. Okay. I remember TiVo. I think that's yeah. what TiVo does now. I think that if you have a TiVo, uh, I'm like doing air quotes TiVo, that it yeah. consolidates all of your services and just shows you you know what do you want to watch? I want to watch Clarkson's Farm. Here it is. 
Well, I think that I think that's where Apple TVs play is too. Okay, like if you if you have one of those that you can do the search bar, and you'll search whether it you know of course it's going to pump iTunes and, and uh, Apple TV first, but yeah, it'll show you the other ones that oh you've got Hulu. We see you've got a login. It's already logged in. You know we could show you this too. So no, it's 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 very 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 frustrating to to boot up if you're too lazy to to do a search because you just get stubborn like I do. Uh, you boot up Netflix, eh, you search for it, eh, it's not there. And you boot up Amazon Prime, eh, it's not there. And you boot up the other thing, HBO Max, eh, it's not there. And you find out it's on Hulu, which I, you know, I don't have, so screw it. So thanks for joining us on episode 21 of the 11 Part 6 podcast. The next podcast, episode 22, we actually have a comic here. So we've been watching tons of different Clone Wars episodes, and we're going to be watching tons of different Clone Wars episodes in the foreseeable future. But we have a break. We have the General Grievous Age of Republic comic. So again, join us back for episode 22. Thanks for joining us for episode 21, and stay safe. This is the 11 Parsecs Podcast, episode 21. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a good review. And be sure to check us out at 11parsecs.com and Discord. I'm Jonathan Smith with the ever-faithful Eric Thompson. Thank you for joining us. It's a me, you get the pistol.